Welcome to Victorious Living. So early on, God designed prayer to be based on His covenant, and His covenant is the reason for His responding to me. And so we find that, that, that the leaders of God's people, Old and New Testament, were people of prayer. Prayer is designed to take us into God's presence. No prayer, no presence. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us invoking the hand of God through prayer. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares, invoking the hand of God through prayer. So we want to talk to him about what he's already made available to us. He, he knew the children of Israel were in a hard time and were suffering, but he never addressed it. And sometimes, you know, people think, well, God don't hear me. I don't ever hear God say anything. God's not listening to your problem. He's trying to get the answer to you for your problem. And so, so he said, put me in remembrance. Just, that's just, again, that's just saying, state my covenant uh, to me. Tell me, can you tell me what's in your covenant or what's in the covenant that we have with God? So when we pray, we certainly want to include part of that in there. But, uh, you know, religion gets this all mi mi mixed up sometimes. And we used to sing the song. I'm going to bring it to your attention again. I've probably done it, you know, tell how many times over the year. That we used to sing some hymns in church. And uh, one, of, one of them was it made people cry. God's not looking for people crying tears. He's looking for people stating what is in his covenant. But this was a song. Uh, if you ever was raised up in the Pentecostal circles, we used to sing it. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. You didn't know I was going to sing for you now. <laughs> let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Now what does that say? You, you're probably not going to answer now, but maybe, maybe some way out in the future you're going you're gonna to answer me. Religion absolutely has messed up a person's prayer life. It's just got it all out of whack. Um, our prayer life. Hey, I've been there. I've done that. Uh, I confess that. I don't know if you have or not. I, I can't speak for you, but coming up in the Pentecostal ranks, we, we like to pick them songs that could stir our emotions. And so that's what we would sing. So here in this uh, six, 26th verse of the 43rd chapter, put me in, remember, talk to me about what's in your covenant. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes a person say, well, I don't know. Where did I get it? In the Bible. You get it in the book. His covenant is explained what it is in the book. So let's not make, uh, we don't want to make prayer 
the highest order. The highest order is for me to talk to God when I pray about his covenant that he has cut with me. And now, does that mean I don't pray for people? It doesn't mean that at all. Does it mean I don't intercede for people? It doesn't mean that at all. Do I need to pray, you know, in different uh, particular situations? It doesn't mean that at all. But it means God hears his covenant. Okay, let's go a little further then. So Israel, finding themselves in severe circumstances, cried to God. They cried or called for God's help because of the difficult situation they found themselves in Egyptian bondage. They were slaves to the Egyptian or to Egypt. And so God said to them here in that, in that verse of Isaiah, God said to them, let us review the situation together. He said, now come here and let us talk together. You, you know, and so he said, come and let us review the situation together. You ever notice when we pray and we do all the talking? Huh? Isn't that right? We do all the talking. We get done talking. It's over. And God would say, well, hold on. Hold on just a minute. I got something I want to say. No, we're gone. We're gone. And so God said to them, let us review the situation together. And, and you can present your case if you have one. So what was the case? What was the case that, that they had? They had a covenant. I could present my case to him. Well, what's he looking for? He's looking for me to rehearse to him my covenant. Now, how many of you can tell me anything that's in the covenant? Okay. Okay, that was three people. Can you remember what all was in the I'm the head. I'm above. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in my basket. I'm blessed in my store. Oh, when the enemy comes against me one way, He'll flee seven away. Now, what, what is that? That's, that's in your covenant. So why tell God about all my troubles when I can use a covenant and he tells me that he's given me victory over the enemy? You see, I, you know, I know religion don't like that. I know that. And sometimes it turns people off and sometimes it offends people. Not you now. I didn't say I, I didn't say you, but sometimes it does that where people are concerned. So God said to them, let us review the situation together and you can present your case if you have one. My case rests upon God's veracity, his faithfulness to his covenant. I rest my case. And then uh, uh, God said, uh, review Israel. What Israel had, was doing was presenting to God their bondage. He was, he, they were presenting to God their bondage. And I, God, I'm not saying that we wouldn't do that, that we shouldn't, but, but you know, we, they's having a hard time. But that does not 
the difficult times of life does not excuse us from just pushing his covenant aside. And so early on, God designed prayer to be based on his covenant and his reason for responding to us. His covenant is his reason for responding to us. And so we understand, or we do, should, should, should understand that. So we find today that leaders of God's people, Old and New Testament were people of prayer. And that prayer is to be this specific prayer of, of standing my case rest before God on the word or on the covenant. So early on, God designed prayer to be based on his covenant and his covenant is the reason for his responding to me. And so we find that, that, that the leaders of God's people Old and New Testament were people of prayer. Prayer is designed to take us into God's presence. God, is, God has designed prayer to take us into his presence. No prayer, no presence. He has designed his, governor, his covenant to usher us into the presence of God. Well, now what's got mixed up in that is feelings. If we don't feel it, if we don't have some type of emotion, then our flesh says God didn't hear you. But the word says he does hear his covenant. So you can see how all of this kind of gets mingled up sometimes. And people go through life. Like I said, I've been there, but people can go, go through life and pray and pray wrong and never get an answer, and then then determine it must not have been the will of God. You see how you see how a religion can can intertwine within our prayers, and we think we're really doing good. Okay, now don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. So the body of Christ is not spiritual by the mere fact of its existence. Just because that, that you, we, or whomever is in the body of Christ does not say they are spiritual. So the most spiritual stance that you can take when you pray is what God has set into motion and promised us through his covenant. And so based on God's covenant, and the blood of Jesus becomes our business in the earth when we base our prayers there. And it's not based on, you know, praying like someone else, some other person may, may feel or think. It's based on what God has said. Now, let, let's, go into, uh, let's go into the book of Isaiah just for a moment. And uh, see what Isaiah has to say here. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. As fire burns brushwood, 
as fire causes water to boil to make your name known to your adversaries that the nations may tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down, the mountains shook at your presence. For God, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any good, any, any God besides you, besides you, who acts for the one who waits for him. And so we see then that God's presence, notice this in this reading, notice that God's presence in manifestation here shook the mountains. Well, surely God can shake our problem. Surely God can do what we, what we need. Amen. And so what we do, we truck through life. Now, I'm not, I didn't call nobody's name, and I, and I say we, and I'm talking about myself. We go through life. We can. A person can go through life, be religious, have a spiritual front, and never get an answer to prayer. Boy, that's tough, isn't it? But it's true. Why do we pray? It's our hope that today's message, Invoking the Hand of God Through Prayer, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, request 21. Today's special offer number is 21. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.